and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober, encouraging believers to stand on the Word of God, and motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. I'm Brian Moonen. I am sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. Of course, truth is God's word. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. Again, welcome back. I'm glad you're listening. Thank you for joining us on Truth Dealer Radio. Hard to believe we started a, um, over a year ago here. And so thank you for joining us. This week, I would like to talk about the spiritual state of the union. A lot of things in the news here about the State of the Union address. And this is the time of year when the president usually addresses Congress and the American people and gives a speech and everything. And sadly, there's... Uh, there's just been so much in the news that's grieving, vexing, and things that just point to the decline of the thoughts and intents of the heart, so to speak, here in, in this country and the state I live, New York State, really going down a reprobate path. And I just want to discuss that and, and ask people to pray about all these things. And there's a lot of information in this show some of it's a little on the mature side as far as historical facts. But the way I see this, um, the State of the Union is reprobate. It's really the state of the world. All right, first of all, obviously this country is paid attention to worldwide. We so speak lead the way and everything. This is a problem. Because of what we've allowed here, okay? And we can pray against it, but we need to expose it, reprove it from God's word, rebuke all of these things, and try to push back any way we can. Preaching the gospel is the main thing. People need to be saved, and their hearts will be changed, and then their intents will be changed. Their actions will be changed by God's grace. So it's the state of the world, really. I believe it's just going so reprobate now, speeding up as we lead up closer to the time of the world system of the Antichrist and all that. Second Timothy 3, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, 
fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. If that doesn't describe the times we're living in, if you don't see the correlation there, um, you're blind. Things are dark right now. One of the things I want to discuss is the new law they just passed, the so-called Reproductive Health Act here in New York State. And, you know, this, this brings attention to the abortion issue, all right? Killing is wrong no matter what stage life begins at conception. So all abortion is murder. It should bother you no matter when it happens. It, even birth control kills a baby that has been conceived. It's a life. So that's life, according to God. Second Samuel 11.5 And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. With child. Okay? Not with blob of cells, fetus, possible, potential, viable baby child. Child. With child. When you conceive, you are with child. And God creates that child. Grows that child. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Who formed you? Who? Who formed Jeremiah? God did. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Again, Jeremiah 1.5. God had a plan, a purpose for his life, for his soul. Mary was pregnant with Jesus. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child, Luke 2.5 says, great with child. But the devil had his own religion, sacrificing kids to Molech, passing them through the fire. Thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Leviticus 18.21 says, This is old. This has been happening a long time. Satan loves to kill children. He still does. There is documented evidence of Satanists seeking out jobs in these clinics so they can perform abortions because it's a satanic ritual for them. It's a sacrament for them to kill children, okay? So they understand it clearly. It's not health care. So getting back to this law, the Reproductive Health Act. When we begin careening down the slippery slope, it's a good time to take note and draws attention to the issue. So it's a good time to talk about it. And let me just say this right up front. We are going to talk about this today. And, you know, God forgives this sin. This is not something God can't forgive you for. So don't misunderstand the tone. 
Okay, people need to repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God and manifest in the flesh. He came and died on the cross. He took the punishment for all of our sins. And he died and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. Okay, he's alive. He wants to forgive you. He wants you to turn to him and ask him for forgiveness. All right, so there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Okay, you're saved, you're made a new creature. All your sins are passed under the blood of Jesus Christ and paid for. So there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. And if you're listening and you're somebody who thinks God can't forgive you, you're wrong. That's what the devil wants you to think. Jesus Christ will forgive your sins, whatever they are. All right? And he loves you. But getting back to this law, the reason I want to talk about it is because of how dangerous it is, um, not just to babies, but to society as a whole and the world as a whole. Reproductive Health Act. You gotta love how they name everything the opposite of what it is. I don't think it's very healthy for the baby's reproductive system because they have them, you know, God makes a baby. And for instance, a woman, when they're born, they have all the eggs they're going to have at the time they're born. A newborn baby girl is born with egg cell in her ovaries. Between 16 and 20 weeks of pregnancy, the ovaries of a female fetus contain the ovaries of a female developing baby contain six to seven million oocytes. Oocytes? I do not know how to say that. Most of the oocytes gradually waste away, leaving about one to two million present at birth. <clears throat> that is a miracle. Praise God. And of course, male babies, baby boys. They have all the reproductive functioning systems in place, ready to go when they reach a certain age. And this is also a miracle in the design, the beauty of it. And really, when you kill a child, you're actually, you're potentially killing a whole generation of all the children that they could have and their children and their children. Not very healthy for those, is it? So they call these things by a name that has the opposite meaning of what it's really doing. You know, there's no health in killing. Zero. Okay, so don't give me that. And that's what I mean about reprobate. They're, they're given over to lies. They believe lies and they tell lies. They, ex they just exist to lie. And they'll sit there and laugh and clap with blood on their hands while they tell these lies. And, and then they, the media repeats it and cherishes it and reveres it and celebrates it. These people are wicked and they're going to be damned to hell if they don't repent from this. This is very frightening for them. And it's awful and shameful to watch. And it's sickening as a father to see these things going on. So... Um, anyway, the, this Reproductive Health Act, the main thing it does is it extends 
abortion so-called rights. Basically, you can kill your baby up to birth for no reason, just whatever, you, you know, oh, you know, any reason at all, they'll let it go through is basically what this is. Abortion on demand. So it's a protected sacrament of Satan now, legally speaking, in New York. It was before, but now it's worse, okay? It's just easier and more accessible. It also specifies now that non-doctors can perform this. So you don't have to be a doctor. And legally speaking, what they've done here is they've redefined what a person is. Uh, so disturbing. Redefines a person as, quote, a human being who has been born and is alive. And describes abortion as a, quote, fundamental right. So those are quotes, okay? So if you're, quote, a human being who has been born and is alive, you're a person. So... Governor Cuomo is a person today. But if God strikes him dead, he'll die and go to hell, right? He won't be a person anymore. His soul will go eventually to the lake of fire. So he needs to repent before that day comes. Nobody knows when that day will be. Only God knows. God knows what the appointment is for every person who's ever lived. And make no mistake, when God creates someone at conception, they're a person. They have a soul. So don't tell me you need to be uh, outside of the womb to be a person. That's satanic, evil, doctrines of devils. So you can make all the laws you want, Cuomo, and then you can burn in hell if you don't repent. That's what you can do. And all the people who follow you can do the same. But God is loving and God warns. God warns people. And this is what we're trying to do is wake people up. And we can't be silent while this Holocaust continues and, and speeds up and ramps up. We can't be quiet about it. So they lit up the One World Order, I mean the One World Trade Center in New York City. They lit it up pink to celebrate this satanic new law. Pink. Interesting. I guess that's to symbolize, I don't know what, because you're not allowed to have genders now. So pink and blue is supposed to be girls and boys, feminine, pink, you know. Isn't that kind of non-gillette of them to specify a color? Why didn't they light it up blue? Think about all those non-gender, flu-binary, got a question mark with their gender. Going to offend them. I digress. Sorry if it sounded like I was mocking the gender thing. It's just because I was. Jesus Christ said God made them male and female. Want to know what gender you are? It's dependent upon biology. It's called science and facts. But it's ridiculous, and we're not going to argue about pronouns going forward. We'll use the pronouns that go with the fact, the science, okay? That's what we'll do.
Because we value truth, not lies. And they say that we believe in fairy tales and we live in a fantasy world as believers. <laughs> what is happening in this world? People, please pray for us. We need to pray for each other. All right, continuing on, I just want to read Proverbs 8.35. For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Okay, and that's Governor Andrew Cuomo's problem. He hates the Lord. He's possibly reprobate. He's satanic, and he hates God, and all he can do is serve Satan, his father, the father of lies. So every issue he does, it's going to be on the wrong side because he's evil. So it's not going to shock us. I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for him to get saved. God can save a man's soul and change him. And, and that is what we're called to do in the Bible. We're supposed to pray for those in authority. Okay? But I can pray for him and say he's wicked at the same time. Because it's a fact. And we're not going to be shy about sharing facts anymore. That's what Truth Dealer Radio is about. All those that hate God love death. See, God's ways are the ways of righteousness, the paths that lead to life, eternal life. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. God is all about life. He creates life. Proverbs ten sixteen, The labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. Proverbs eleven nineteen, As righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. The devil wants to kill and steal life and destroy. And that's what he's been doing, okay? And that's what these laws are about. More and more death. More innocent blood being sacrificed to the devil. And that's exactly what's happening. You may not understand it, but that is exactly what's happening. Some of these occult people and witches and stuff, they try to get a job at these places so they can be involved in this every day of the week because they see it as a religious ceremony. There's an article from creationliberty.com, but this article has been posted several other places. But thanks, uh, Christopher Johnson, for the research. The High Wizard of the World Church of Satan. Listen to what he said. But he was told he was going to oversee and participate in an abortion during this ritual. They need a living sacrifice. Okay? That's what it boils down to. And you know what? I'm just going to post the link in the description. I'm, I'm not going to read this. But... It's documented, and if you want to learn more about it, it'll be there for you to read. It's evil. The shedding of innocent blood, it's a big deal to them. Believe me. And then they sell the body parts. They sell Planned Parenthood and all these people. They've been caught on tape. Project Veritas and other places do undercover journalism because so-called news now, they won't do it anymore. They have been caught and busted 
and I, I do believe they're going to be defunded sometime in the next four or five years. So our tax money is not going to go for this. I don't think this is going to keep happening and happening. But th- these people sell and harvest body parts of babies, children, to, <laughs> and it's not for medical reasons, okay? Some of what we talked about in the last show, it gets pretty creepy, but these things are happening in the world, all right? These people that worship Baal and Moloch, Satan, this is what they trade in. This is what they need. And it's out in the open now. There's articles about, you know, transfusing the blood of the young into these old people so they can try to get more power and live longer. These people are wicked. And it's happening now. It's not in the past. It's now. And it probably is most likely worse now than it has been in the past. Because the world is waxing worse and worse. Further on in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. All right, it's it's going to get worse. So that's why I said we need to keep telling the truth. Don't be quiet. Don't just get used to it. We can't go quietly into the night, as they said. We're supposed to let our light shine on the top of a hill. Like, don't hide your light, the light of Jesus Christ, under a bushel, okay? We need to speak up and say, no, this is wicked. This is wrong. You know, back in the times of Hitler, I'm sure some people spoke up, but we all know what happened. Um, Maybe you don't know what happened, but when we come back from the break, I do want to read a little bit about Darwinism, how it affected Hitler, and what the history is of infanticide and other killings that took place in Germany a great deal of which actually took place in hospitals, not concentration camps, so to speak. We'll be right back on Truth Dealer Radio. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. Since 2016, KJV Prepper has been providing quality, original Christian apparel and gear that will witness to non-believers and encourage believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. All designs are original and all apparel is printed here at the KJV Prepper Workshop in beautiful upstate New York. Visit KJVPrepper.com for effective Christian apparel. Worn to worn. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. I'm going to read an article from life.org.nz. It's a New Zealand resource on life-related issues. Article is called Euthanasia in Nazi Germany, the T4 Program. The German experiment with euthanasia provided salutary lessons for the debate in the early 21st century. During the Nazis' T4 program, an estimated 250,000 to 350,000 Germans were put to death. It is not commonly known that the gas chamber technology used by the Nazis in the war years was developed when the large number of adult and child euthanasia cases required more efficient means than narcotics and starvation. Gas chambers were, in many cases, constructed on hospital grounds. Yes, see, it's it's health care. Back to the article. 
The killing ended with the surrender in May 1945, and the leading doctors were put on trial at the Nuremberg War Crimes Trial. And many of them were sent to America. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to know about Project Paperclip. Maybe that'll be another episode. Actually, I just want to put that in there because a bunch of Nazi scientists and some probably doctors too, all a bunch of them. Yeah, we brought them over here to America. And guess what we did with them? We put them all around. Some of them went to universities. Yeah, Nazis. And then some of them went to start something called NASA. I mean, NASA. Excuse me. Yeah, good old NASA. Back again about, you know, trusting what they say. Founded literally by the Nazis. So, Project Paperclip. Look that up. So Leo Alexander, an American psychiatrist, was a consultant to the Secretary of War and serving with the Office of the Chief Counsel for War Crimes in Nuremberg during 1946 and 1947. In his Medical Science Under Dictatorship, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, July 1949, Dr. Alexander observed, quote, whatever proportions these crimes finally assumed, it became evident to all who investigated them that they started from small beginnings. The beginnings at first were merely a subtle shift in emphasis in the basic attitudes of physicians. It started with the acceptance of the attitude, basic to the euthanasia movement, that there is such a thing as a life not worthy to be lived. This attitude, in its early stages, concerned itself merely with the severely and chronically sick, like Terry Schiavo. Gradually, the sphere of those to be included in this category was enlarged to encompass the socially unproductive, the ideologically unwanted, political enemies, basically, the racially unwanted, and finally, all non-Germans. The small beginnings By the end of the 19th century in Germany, scattered voices could be heard calling for euthanasia in the name of personal choice and mercy, using arguments identical to those heard today. The extraordinarily high death rate from mass starvation in German mental hospitals during World War I was an early warning sign of the deadly shift official attitudes could take toward the mentally ill when resources were strained. Before Adolf Hitler came to power and issued the executive order for the T4 program to be implemented, the ideological ground had been thoroughly prepared. Years before, in 1920, two eminent German academics, Karl Binding, a law professor, you gotta love the lawyers, really, sorry, but there they are, telling you why you can legally do this and legally do that most wicked things. A lawyer will find a way to tell you it's all right. Carl Binding, a law professor, and Alfred Hotch, a doctor, published their seminal work, Permission to Destroy Life Unworthy of Life. It's like a nice book for a doctor to be part of writing. Sure. Nazi doc. They argued that first, it was acceptable for an outside agency to define what individual life was worthless Sounds like what Cuomo just did. Oh, a person depends on what the definition of is is. I'll just redefine what person is. Oh, if you're born and you're alive, you're a person. That's real cute, Cuomo. So you can kill whoever you want. Oh, they're not a person, they're dead. 
Well, before you killed them, they were a person. Well, who's next? Wicked devils. None of their lawyers will be smiling and clapping when they meet God, the ultimate judge. That's enough of my sidebar. So they argued, you know, they, they, could, they could define what life was worthless. And second, that in effect, an individual had to justify his existence according to criteria imposed from outside. This means proving to the agency that one's life was worthwhile. Yeah, you got to prove to the government that you're worth being there. Maybe by taking the mark of the beast, swearing your allegiance to the Reich, you know. Sure, all rings a bell. Past, present, future. Two cultural factors unique to Germany at the time ensured that the book had immediate influence in the medical establishment and the social sciences. These factors were the ethos of social Darwinism and eugenics. Social Darwinists applied Charles Darwin's theories of natural selection to human society. Now, this is where you have to really pay attention, okay? Evolution, all this stuff, we're nothing more than just animals and survival of the fittest. This is where this will always lead to. This is where this has led to in the past. Pay attention to how real the results of Darwinism are. Social Darwinists applied Charles Darwin's theories of natural selection to human society. Social progress depended on the fittest and most powerful surviving and the weakest elements being culled to prevent infecting their betters. So, you know, we've got to have a purge here. And we're the powerful ones will decide who needs to go. This is always what happens. Fascism, socialism, communism. So don't tell me these things aren't bad, all right? Because they are. They're satanic forms of government, totalitarianism, all of it. It's wrong. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, okay? All these things that are opposed to liberty and owning property and the family and everything, they're wicked. They're bad. And this is what they lead to. Millions of people getting killed and murdered legally. And this is where we are today with abortion because of the Darwinist mindset. Evolution, 100% brainwashed through the schools. Darwinism, evolution. Eugenics, and we did it here in America. Margaret Sanger had a lot to do with eugenics. She wrote back and forth to Hitler. She's the one who founded Planned Parenthood and put Planned Parenthood clinics, killing centers, in all the black neighborhoods because she said she wanted to exterminate the black race. That's a quote. And this is the Democrat platform. This is the liberals, the progressives, whatever you want to call it. This is their platform. Anti-family, anti-Christ, anti-life. Eugenics. Eugenics envisaged a hierarchy of human beings, the lower levels being the mentally handicapped and the disabled. Binding and Hoach sent out to undermine the Hippocratic Oath tradition. They argued that the criteria for medical practice should be utilitarian. People were valuable in terms of their contribution to society. Their, quote, quality of life should be the determining factor in medical treatment. 
In contrast, the Hippocratic Oath assumed that an individual did not have to prove their worth. The sanctity and value of each individual human person was sacrosanct. Praise God, that's, that's so true. God said, I formed you in your mother's womb. He knit us and wove us together, amen? God sees your heart. He sees you as, you know, people are more than just their flesh. Disabled people, people, everyone has value. No matter what your color is, no matter what your ethnic background is, no matter what your physical stance is, no matter what you look like, what you sound like, what your talents are, God put you here for a reason. He loves you. Every person has value. This is what the Bible teaches. God so loved the world. He loves everyone. And he will in no ways turn away anyone that comes to him through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So Binding and Hotch placed people in categories and deemed that certain individuals were, quote, unworthy of life. Those with terminal illnesses, the disabled, including children, and the mentally ill. Maybe they should have volunteered. They were mentally ill. According to God, they were spiritually reprobate, bankrupt devils. There were two benefits for German society if these categories could be eliminated. Racial purity and redirecting medical resources and funds to those worthy of support. Such sentiments were readily accepted by influential doctors. The intelligentsia. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. That word makes me laugh. The intelligentsia and soon wider German society. Yeah, because the society, they look up to their little heroes, the, the famous Hollywood or the, you know, they follow along like sheep. It's like Hollywood now. They're a bunch of pedophile, devil-possessed reprobates. And all these people and young kids growing up with it, they don't see what's wrong with all these different things. It's, it's, it's frightening for them. But Ten years after the publication of Mein Kampf, 45% of German doctors had joined the Nazi party. Thus, when the Nazis came to power in 1933, determined to create a new Aryan master race, Many Germans were ready to be persuaded on the merits of merciful euthanasia. The legislation of voluntary euthanasia was a Nazi priority, and the public were supposed to be reassured by a raft of safeguards. However, the proposals were vigorously opposed by the churches, and the Nazis retreated to wait for a more opportune time. Within six months, heredity health courts were established to sterilize those in the targeted categories. An estimated 350,000 Germans were sterilized under this program until May 1945. Yeah, and uh, they got the idea from America. And there was at least 60,000 people forced sterilized here in America in the 20s and the 30s. And Margaret Sanger was all for it. She even wanted to get rid of epileptics take that in she wanted to segregate the population she wanted to take people that were let's say not as elite and put them on concentration camps farms separate them from their higher up classes 
Yeah, she wrote a speech called My Way to Peace in 1932. First, she wanted to sterilize people with mental or physical disabilities. Quote, the first step would be to control the intake and output on morons, mental defectives, and epileptics. The second step would be to take an inventory of the second group, such as illiterates, paupers, unemployables, criminals, prostitutes, dope fiends, and classify them in special departments under government medical protection and segregate them on farms and open spaces. Those segregated in these camps could return to mainstream society if they underwent sterilization and demonstrated good behavior. She targeted between 15 to 20 million Americans in a regime of forced sterilization and concentration camps. That's what her idea was for her little utopia. That's why Hitler liked her, and he copied her ideas. She also targeted African Americans, whom she calls Negroes. Quote, the most successful educational approach to the Negro is through a religious appeal. We don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who could straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. It's so interesting now how we have the clergy response teams that are supposed to help FEMA to calm down their parish, calm down their congregation, should anything bad happen. Get on the bus, go to the FEMA camp, take the vaccine. The good old 501c3 clergy response teams here for you. Back to Margaret Sanger. She proudly recounted her address to the women of the Ku Klux Klan in Silver Lake, New Jersey in 1926. She was a real wonderful person, yeah, right. Hillary's favorite. Yeah, she wanted to exterminate the black race. That's why she put her little killing centers in the urban zones. And that's why they still do. It's by design. Okay, back to the article about Nazi Germany. Propaganda used to persuade. Propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels marshaled the resources of the state-controlled media to persuade Germans that euthanasia was a humane social policy, the foundation for building the master race. I'm so glad we don't have a state-controlled media here in America. Because ours is deep state-controlled media. Graphic pictures portrayed mentally ill and disabled, quote, subhumans in a series of powerful and popular films to reinforce the message. In the popular film, I Accuse, an attractive woman suffering from multiple sclerosis was gently killed by her loving husband. On today's after-school special, German school children studied math problems and calculated how many services, how much bread, jam, and other necessities of life could be saved by killing people, the chronically sick and crippled, who were a, quote, drain on society. And this is very similar views to what we have in the so-called universities in America right now, especially aimed at children because they tell the lie about overpopulation. 
the Hippocratic Oath was replaced. Before 1933, every German doctor took the Hippocratic Oath with its famous do-no-harm clause. I'd like to know how the doctors get around that now. Maybe they've replaced it here. I don't know. Because I think killing somebody is harming them. They replaced the do-no-harm clause. The oath required that a doctor's first duty is to his patient. Yeah, that's the Hippocratic Oath. The Nazis replaced the Hippocratic Oath with the Gesundheit. Don't ever say that when somebody sneezes. Gesundheit. An oath to the health of the Nazi state. Thus, a German doctor's first duty was now to promote the interests of the Reich. Infanticide. The first legal killings. Once German doctors accepted social eugenics, the forcible sterilization of the unfit became widespread. The next step was infanticide, which required the willing cooperation of doctors and midwives who reported every birth of a child with disabilities to the authorities. The child was sent to an institution, supposedly for treatment. A brief report on the child was then sent to Berlin, where three doctors judged the child. Oh, like a little death panel. Three doctors judged the child in almost every case to be unworthy of life. After killing the child, with the usual cause of death listed as pneumonia, the body was delivered to the family minus the brain. Hitler's appointed Dr. Karl Brandt, later hanged following the Nuremberg war crimes trials, to head the bureaucracy and implement the infanticide program following a secret directive issued in 1939. Thousands were killed at psychiatric institutions and pediatric clinics by being spoon-fed lethal medicines and drugs. Poison. From infants, the categories were extended to those between 3 and 17 years old. Some of the victims were non-mentally ill children whose behavior was deemed abnormal or antisocial. New York Times reports Nazis' plan for euthanasia. Here was the headline. Nazis plan to kill incurables to end pain. German religious groups oppose move. Strange. The T4 euthanasia program implemented. According to Leo Alexander, M.D., the sterilization and euthanasia of persons with chronic mental illness was discussed at a meeting of Bavarian physicians in 1931. By 1936, ideas for exterminating the physically or socially unfit were openly advocated in an article published in an official German medical journal. Alexander commented, It is rather significant that the German people were considered by their Nazi leaders more ready to accept the extermination of the sick than those for political reasons. It was for that reason that the first exterminations of the later political group were carried out under the guise of sickness. So, you know, they're just going to get used to the idea. We just got to kill, right? The government can tell you who lives and who dies, when it's okay and when it's not okay, who's worthy to live and who's not, maybe even who's a person and who's not a person. Hitler issued the secret directive to begin T4 in late October 1939. The program was designated a state secret, with the families of the deceased receiving falsified death certificates. The killings took place at converted hospitals, 
when the victims entered the showers. In the beginning, the categories of those to be killed were scrupulously defined, but as time went on, human nature prevailed. A neuropathologist, Dr. Hallenvorden, gave Dr. Alexander a first-hand account of how the selection process evolved. Quote, Most institutions did not have enough physicians, and what physicians there were were either too busy or did not care. They delegated the selection to the nurses and to the attendants. Whoever looked sick or was otherwise a problem was put on the list and transported to the killing center to be gassed with Zyklon B in the showers. And of course, showers is in quotes. You look a little tired there. You, you, need, you want to take a nice hot shower? Come with us. The worst thing about this business is that it produced a certain brutalization of the nursing personnel. They got to simply picking out to those whom they did not like. And the doctors had so many patients that they did not know them and they simply put their names on the list. That sounds a little bit like today, right? The doctors don't really know their patients. Herd them in like cattle, stamp this, medicate that, take this, take that. There's no real care in a lot of these places. By design. By design. Because sickness is a big business. The revolving door between the health care, quote-unquote, and the big pharmaceutical companies and everything else. It's a big business there. you got to keep people sick so then you can keep selling them and testing out your drugs on them and stuff too. Mixed in with the population control agenda, of course. German citizens grew increasingly uneasy about the secret T4 program. Rumors quickly spread about the black vans transporting the victims to the six specially designated, quote, hospitals. The vans known as ravens inspired dread. People could hardly avoid drawing their own conclusions when columns of smoke would later issue from the hospital chimney. Where's Franz? I have not seen Franz. Oh, he's okay. He went to the hospital. He went in the black van. Yeah. Public concerns. Public concern was monitored by the Gestapo. Hitler and Heinrich Himmler were enraged when the popular Archbishop von Galen repeatedly and openly condemned the T4 program from his pulpit. On August 24, 1941, Hitler gave verbal instructions to Dr. Karl Brandt to stop the euthanasia program with the proviso that infanticide be continued. Oh, yes, we must not stop the infanticide. Despite the official ban, German doctors carried on much as before, using mainly lethal injections in the so-called hospitals. As the war progressed, seriously wounded, Wehrmacht soldiers were routinely euthanized. So yeah, he put out a little public thing, hey, let's stop the T4 program. They didn't stop any of it. They changed it a little. They did it more covert. They kept doing everything they were doing. In fact, it got worse as the war went on. Because, you know, the devil never stops and says, hey, hey, wait a minute. This is too evil. I can't do this. No, it goes the other way around. He takes you down one more level. Down, down, down. More depraved. Termed wild euthanasia, it was halted only by the Allied occupation. There was a case of American infantry discovering a euthanasia hospital in Bavaria still fully functioning with the medical staff at their posts. The outraged soldiers were only just prevented from shooting them on the spot. 
a New Zealand doctor, J.E. Coffey, met one of the leading Nazi doctors in 1934. He wrote an article, How Mercy Killing Expanded. The T4 program officially closed down, but euthanasia continued from November 1941 to 1945 under the code name 14F13, which was the title of the forms used to establish eligibility. The victims were concentration camp prisoners, political, habitual criminals, and Jews who were all classified as incurably insane and gassed. The mentally handicapped were seen as a human burden on society, and so judges, and especially lay judges, did not consider their murders to be a great crime. None of those who were given life sentences for murdering people with medical disabilities were actually made to serve their time. (laughs) That's sickening. I know that was a lot, but I just want to counter that with, um, these are facts of things that happened, and it shows you the slippery slope and the, the intentions of the devil to kill and destroy. And he's very subtle. You know, and he tries to use people's little emotions. Oh, that person's suffering. Let's just kill them. They'll put them out and then we won't have to spend so much money on them. We'll have more stuff for ourselves. They're draining the society. See how satanic that is? If you don't value life. So now we're at that point we don't value life. People drive past the abortion clinic and you don't think twice. They're killing babies. And what we have in this in this world is um, currently an estimated 56 million abortions occur each year around the earth. It's somewhere in that range. I mean... I can't even process that. 56 million babies a year. Not up till this day, a year, every year. So that means, you know, the abortions that we even know about, it's totally in the billions by now. And of course, it's been going on all since creation. But it's not okay with God. It doesn't matter what law, what stage, what trimester. And those that love death, these people hate God and they need the Lord. They need the gospel shared with them. So this is just a lot of information I want people to think about. I wanted to get that out there about the history with Germany and Darwinism and everything and how it all relates And this is things we can bring up to people. You know, this is not new, okay? And we have the same propaganda now. You know, the babies, they're a drain. They're annoying to have. Maybe they didn't want to get pregnant, and it's just, it's inconvenient. And it's not fair to them. They have to go through their life with a baby. So just kill the baby. They try to make it sound like it's this humane thing towards the mother, All they that hate me love death. There's no fear of the Lord. It's funny, all the people that are for abortion were born. It's bigotry. It's bigotry. It's the ultimate Me Too movement. There's this actress, Alyssa Milano, from Who's the Boss. She's out there foaming at the mouth every other day about something Trump did or something somebody did. And she has all these causes and she does the Me Too movement. She had the nerve 
because people were calling her out on Twitter about hypocrisy because of this abortion, her stance on abortion. It doesn't go with your caring about little girls getting abused, okay? Because killing is worse than anything else. It's the ultimate abuse. When you kill somebody, take away their chance to grow up, read a book, play, have friends, grow up, go to school, learn, get married, enjoy their life. Then they have their own choice. You know, you take away their little choice of anything. <laughs> and they don't ask for that. So she, she had the nerve to say that she was pro-life. And then she said, once again, your religious beliefs do not carry more weight than scientific facts and my physical autonomy. Modern day Nazis. So I tweeted back to her. I hope she reads it. Protecting babies is the ultimate Me Too movement. They do not consent to having their limbs torn. They do not consent to having their little heads crushed. They want to live, play, learn, and love. Use your voice to protect their rights to choose. It's not too late. And I hope it's not too late for her. I hope she's not reprobate. But these people need to think twice. And I hope they hope God can open somebody's eyes. And, you know, with these new weird T4-type laws, Nazi-esque laws, it can draw attention to this topic. And we, we should be talking about this. We should be getting this out there. And, as I said, get some gospel tracts and have them and give them out because this is where people's hearts are going to be changed. They're not going to be changed with debates. And certainly, if you're talking to anybody about this, at least bring the gospel into the matter. They need to know that God will forgive them if they've done this sin. And they need to know that it's not too late for them. So praise the Lord. We have this time to still share free speech and get the word of God out. This has been kind of a rough topic this week, but I think it's important. It's really worth talking about. So praise the Lord and pray for all those babies. Pray for the moms and the dads, the fathers. They have responsibility. Let's keep the, the governors and all the different leaders in prayer too. And let's just try to speak the truth in love and be consistent. Okay. Um, praise God. Thank you for listening. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. So if you would like to support Truth Dealer Radio, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you tune in again next time. God bless you and be strong. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.